Okay, little extra Jill on Money segment here. This is the CBS This Morning Eye on Money segment. We air it every Tuesday, and this time we are focusing on the FIRE movement. Financial independence, retire early. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here with what financial strategies we can learn from this movement. Jill, good morning. Good morning. What? How did this get started? You know, it was really a reaction against the Great Recession. A lot of the older millennials had suffered so much, and they saw what happened to their parents. They said, uh-oh, we got to get going. And so the philosophy is really interesting, as we saw in that piece. It's, let me live frugally today. Yeah. Let me save as much as I possibly can. And then I may be able to retire early. But I think really what they're talking about is have control, be able to have maybe a second career that is meaningful. A lot of the founders of this movement really talk about this is around happiness and you don't find happiness by buying a lot of stuff. It seems impressive to me what they're doing. What's the downside? Why is there? Number one, I'd never heard of the fire movement. Neither did I. Had you? No. Tony, you I, I had. Yeah, I met, Tony's I met one of the espousing evangelists. I'm founding philosopher of the movement. No, I'm not. I spend I, what I get. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard of it. So, but they seem to be doing it right. What's the downside? What's there, the criticism? Ha, there have been some uh, financial journalists and some people in the business who say, oh, they are giving false hope to many Americans. In other words, you're really not going to be able to retire early because you've got such a long life ahead of you. Listen, these kids are probably going to live till they're 90, 95, yeah. even 100. But I would say this. Anything that gets us in the habit of saving and questioning why we are spending the way we are spending. A lot of these folks who adhere to this movement, they've got a side hustle, a little part-time job. Not because they want to be great entrepreneurs. They want to find a way to get a little bit more money in the door so they can hit these goals. I think this is laudable. It is laudable, but, you know, two-thirds of of young people, millennials, who are employed don't have any savings at all. A lot of people don't have enough savings. So is this really only something for people who are taking in huge paychecks? I think another criticism has been that this started with a lot of the uh, younger folks who had high-tech jobs. So they had ample pay so they could choose to do this. But I interviewed a bunch of the FIRE adherents for my podcast. And what they said to me is that's actually not the case, that every single person makes choices every week about how they spend money. So imagine if you could find 10, 15, 20 dollars that maybe you're just throwing away and capture that money, put your savings on autopilot, put a game plan together. I mean, part of this movement is we are asking people to say, what do you want your life to look like? How much do you spend today? Are you tracking your expenses? All of these are fantastic habits to form. So I am very much a cheerleader for that movement. So, so Jill, where do you look to, to start to cut to save money? I think the first piece is you've got to track your expenses. I think most of us have this mindless spending habit. And no matter how much you make, you know what I'm talking about. There's 10% of the money that comes in the door and you say, I don't know where that went. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tracking your money becomes imperative. Then once you it's identify... It's also very scary. It is. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny you should say that. I, I liken it to diet and exercise. Yes. It's scary to step on the scale if you need to lose weight. It's scary to go to the gym for the first time if you haven't gone in a long time. These are steps in the process. But only by doing that, tracking your money, which is really important, can you identify some amount of money to save. Then you want to automate that saving. And maybe you want to automate saving for retirement. And then you want to use the lowest cost options available when you are investing, like index funds. Mm-hmm. These are really good practices, even if you you don't get to retire when you're 40 or 50. What you do gain 
is a sense of control. And I think that is imperative to make us feel much better yeah. about how we handle our financial I, lives. I can honestly say I don't ever regret saving money. Nobody <laughs> does. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like spend it while you got it. <laughs> oh, brother. I'm gonna, I, I see right. you've got work right, to do. I want to die broken. The, the past broke. five minutes uh -huh. have had no effect yes, on Tony Nicopo. Thank you, Tony. Great. Thank you for being at the table. Start my own room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Tony, I'm it. starting to worry about you. <laughs> <laughs> Find something you love. You, you never work a day in your life. You spend what you have. I'm going to die broke and, and broken. You know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? No, that's, that's, a, I, that's a good philosophy. Used up. We got to go, Jill. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.